Good evening and welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. Tonight we are going to be chatting with Tate Hieronymus of Bluff Creek Project and Podcast. But before we get into it, I would like that you show the NCBR team some love by hitting that thumbs up on whatever you're using to listen to the show. And don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you don't miss any updates because I put out new content every week. Also, you guys can go to nightcallersproductions.com to see everything that I'm working on and all the ways to enjoy the content that I put out. I have a lot of great things coming and you really don't want to miss out. Also, you can look at my merch there and find a way to become a member of Nightcrawlers and get access to even more content that not everybody gets to see. So go ahead and give us a like, give us a share if you like our content, and I'm going to just get into it and bring Tate on. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Tate? <laughs> um, good. These glasses are by special request, so... <laughs> You're welcome, Jeremiah. If Jeremiah makes a request, like you have to do it. You yeah, just have like to. he says, Hey, I need a dollar. I'll send him a dollar. If he says, pretty Hey, wear some sunglasses, I'll wear the sunglasses. Yeah, pretty much. He's just too nice not to do it for him. So that is Jeremiah of Bigfoot Society Podcast, an affiliate of Night Colors Bigfoot Radio. And um yes, so uh, I actually met Tate through Jeremiah. Um, we are part of a clubhouse thing that we do on iPhone. And... <laughs> so I see Kit Moral, man. <laughs> I know. You're too cool for school. Um, I didn't know Kip was going to be present tonight. This could get crazy. Inter I should have warned my moderator. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I did not warn anybody. <clears throat> okay. So Tate. First question, are you going to wear those the entire time? <laughs> I might take them off because they're kind of small and they hurt my face a little bit. So, <laughs> okay. but for now they're staying on because I can like okay. look at the comments and look at you, but you guys don't know it. Brilliant. This is why I had Tate on. He's a genius. All right. <clears throat> How did you get started in the topic of Bigfoot? <laughs> Keep your shirt on. No, <laughs> no, I'm keeping that on Kip. <laughs> Um, how I got started into like the world of Bigfoot. Um, well, I, I'm from uh, Kansas City, Missouri originally. Then I moved to Iowa in 2001. Then it wasn't until I moved to Mexico. I, I think that's when like finding Bigfoot was started. I think it was in 2011. Um, so I really got hit on that show. And then I was in Ensenada, Mexico for about three years. And I was like, I really want to go to the Patterson Gimlin film site. And it wasn't until I moved to California. Can't, I can't remember what year. I want to say 2016 or 15. Anyway, I was like, Dad, let's go to the uh, Patterson Gimlin film site. So um, I want to say in 2016, we ended up going. And that was like my first time there. I couldn't find the film site. It was actually a lot harder to find it, mm -hmm. even with directions. So <laughs> couldn't find it. Second time I went, I actually ended up running to Cliff and Bobo and Tom Yamarone and Terry Smith and mm -hmm. became friends with them eventually. And then went back there again. And I met Robert Leiterman and Steven Stroyford and Kip and Rowdy Kelly and Jane Wayne. And I kind of, that's how I met the Bluff Creek project. And that's how I got involved with those guys. And that's how I got involved with uh, getting my feet wet in the whole Bigfoot community and getting my research uh, moving forward from that point on. 
Gotcha. <clears throat> so you made, you joined the Bluff Creek Project, right? And then you decided you were going to make kind of a mini documentary. Is that right? Or a mini film? Yeah. I w well, like I was going up there and I was just filming on my phone and then I had to like take these little videos, like three minute videos and run it through like a eight millimeter uh, filter. I downloaded it like through an app. Mm -hmm. like, this is fun. And I was like, hey, you know what? I want to make like a little short film documentary very badly <laughs> low budget so i did that and uh that was a lot of fun it, it actually took about i want to say like three no 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 maybe two years to make oh from, my God. Every, from everything um from all the trips because i was going up there like a couple times a year mm -hmm. i was going up there twice a year so you know yeah four times that's about two years yeah <laughs> October, July, October. So yeah, yeah, about two years, and then everything else I had to do to fix it and get it ready, and it was a, it was a nightmare, but it was fun at the same time. Yeah, and then you got to meet Bob Gimlin, right, and interview him. Yes, thanks to the Bluff Creek Project, I I messaged. So like, yeah, I found out like I was like, hey, there, uh, I'm in a group with the Bluff Creek guys. I'm like, yeah, Bob Gimlin's gonna come up here and uh, everything, and. Like, dude, that's gonna be awesome. I need to get, I need to go up there. I was, cause I was just there like a few weeks before, and so it was like very last minute. And so I ended up getting gas money from a really good friend of the Bluff Creek project, and I got up to Bluff Creek and interviewed Bob Gimlin at the film site. <laughs> just super fun. Kip, you're killing me, man. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I just stopped looking over there because I was getting distracted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So last week, last weekend, I had Kip on my show. Um, so for my members, I do a private Zoom chat with another guest. So Kip Morrell was my guest last weekend. And so he and my members, like we had just this private Zoom chat and we were all hanging out and chatting. And he told us, all about Tate. All oh, about God. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It was really funny. Um, he had very nice things to say about you, but he did definitely tell us the truth. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I also tattled on you. Um, oh, yeah, so it was it was just it was a really good time so you guys if y'all become a member of nightcrawlers you get to join in the zoom chat with certain guests and it's really fun because it's laid back i don't post it um so we all just kind of chat like we're around a fire it's really awesome so um take well, I mean, never know what was said about you. <laughs> i'm i have a feeling i know what was said and i'll go ahead and say it because you know there is no shame. You gotta have no shame in this field sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that uh-huh was really that was I like that. Um mm -hmm. there no, I think one of the times Kip might have talked about was I actually went up there and I ran out of gas. I was like, hey Kip, can I get some gas money? <laughs> or get get some gas. And he gave me some gas. And then having to go to town and get some gas for him. So. I, the way he told it, he told it like you were just, you were going to make it. You were going to try to make it best you could. And he was like, no, I'll give you gas, but you take this gas can with you and fill it back up. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what happened. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So they, did, they, did Kip tell you about the cell site area? 
the surface or anything like that? I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't know if Kim, Kim saying don't admit to the surface. So yeah, that's code. Just but, do it, Tate. Okay, Tate. yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know, we're human. It happens. Um, and you're in the middle of the wood. Oh no, <laughs> that surface. No. Did he tell you that? Well, he didn't say it was you. Yeah. Oh. Hey, oh, I pulled, man. A, I pulled a, uh, <laughs> a certain one, someone's name that you would usually do that. So <laughs> he he explained what it was. Um, it's for everybody out there. It's called surface shitting. <laughs> Don't be a surface <laughs> shitter. Bury your poo. <laughs> He said that somebody did it, but he didn't say who. So thanks for being so honest, Tate. You know, you have integrity, sir. Integrity. Kip <laughs> <laughs> keeps saying talk to it. Sorry, Kip. Like, he kept your confidence. That's that's a bro right there, man. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I love Kip. Thank you, buddy. Oh, Kip's a great guy. I'm really, really blessed that I came into contact with him. He's one of my members on Nightcrawlers. And, uh, He's he's very supportive, so I'm I'm I mean, really glad that he came into my it's, life. It's it's that story's gonna come out one way or another. Might as well rip the bandit off and just tell it. You know, yeah, it happens. It's literally it's nature. People, come on. <laughs> I'm he I'm a human being just like you. We all do it. We've all been there. Maybe we don't want to smell what you do though, Bo. Like you know, I'm just saying. Um, okay, so. Hold on, I got to before surface. God, Kip. Okay, so you got to interview Bob Gimlin, which is super cool. I've never met him, so bucket list. Um, so I guess I'll go with. Are do you? So you said you go there about four times a year to Bluff Creek. Um, when I was living in California, I did. Okay. When I so live are, in Iowa, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, are you active on any areas right now? Um, Like social media? Or do, <laughs> research. <laughs> research. Ah, the reason the that social, you're all tonight, research. <laughs> social media, yes. Yes. Let's um, find Bigfoot first, and then you can take over social media. Okay. <laughs> as far as the research, uh, the only place I've, I'm going right now... Not currently in Florida because that's where I'm at, but I do make the drive out to uh, California because when I was in Iowa last year, I drove from Iowa to California and back. Now I'm in Florida and I'm actually planning my trip to go to California uh, on in June. So you're going to drive? Uh-huh. I was actually in Portland too uh, last November. So I do get out to the Pacific Northwest as much as I can. So. This is this this June trip is going to be a fun, long drive and a good trip. Are you going to the one in um, Washington, the event in Washington? No, uh, I'm I'm doing another project I can talk about later on here. I don't want to okay. leave too much away, okay. but um, I'm going to be in Southern California, and I'm going to go up to Bluff Creek with the guys. Nice. I'm going to go to Portland, Oregon, and visit Cliff, and then. Make my way back home sometime in July or August. Gotcha. That sounds like a lot of squatching. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of that and a lot of driving. Yeah, but mostly, I mean, squatching. 
So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the Medellin Falls conference in June in Washington. So we're going to go up to Washington and then come back down through California so I can hit like all the Bigfoot Mecca spots on my bucket list. So have you been to Bluff Creek? I have not. And that's like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get over to that so that I can do it. And it'll be um, around the end of June. So I'm really excited about it. Man. Yeah. yeah, go to Bluff Creek. I, I think the gate should be open. Yeah, go to Bluff Creek on your way out. I definitely will, but I'm not going to get directions from you. No offense. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't give you directions. I'd tell you somebody else to give you directions. Steven, Steven Schroefer is the one who usually does that. He's pretty good at it. Well, okay. So tell me about the Bluff Creek project. Um, well, the Bluff Creek project. So I... As far as I know, and this is fact, it originally started to find the Patterson Gimlin film site. Um, I can't remember Cliff or Kip's on here. He'll probably inform me on the year uh, when that started. But I know they confirmed it around 2011 when Finding Bigfoot went to film their two-hour episode there. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the thing. Steven Strafer got, I want to say, Robert Leiterman and Ian Carton. Those were the first two guys, I believe, that kind of started with Steven to try and go down there and find the film site. And they spent like forever looking around down there and finding it. So they ended up finding it, which is super cool. And I think it's a huge, it's a huge um, contribution to the Bigfoot community in general. <laughs> Kip, shut up. Anyway. Yeah. It's a huge contribution to the Bigfoot community. Or, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's a huge contribution to the Bigfoot community. <laughs> so that was that's super cool. And um, they I'm so putting, sorry. I no, am. it's all good. They ended up putting <laughs> trail cameras down at the uh, Patterson Gilman film site and around the Bluff Creek area. And because go. of that, they were able to prove that the Humboldt Martin was still not extinct in the Bluff Creek area. And, um, I think they are now uh, listed on the endangered species for that area, which is super mm -hmm. cool. Um, it was like really huge for the group. And then that's kind of the summary and rundown of it. I give a, I'm very bad at explaining things. I'm not very good <laughs> at words. So as <laughs> people who know hard. me, people who know me best know that already. So. Well, I think you would do fine if, if Kip wasn't being Kip right now. <laughs> I'm just um, blocking this. I know. He's being very he's being supportive. Um okay, so then what how did the Bluff Creek project podcast come around? So I was in the group uh when did I I want to say a couple of years ago I kind of brought the idea of like, hey guys, what if we started a uh, podcast? That'd be super cool. Um, and then I just kind of left it alone at that. I was like, didn't really bother with it. And then when COVID hit, I was like, Hey guys, let's do a, a podcast. And, um, I think it'd be cool. Cause we can talk a lot, talk about like what we're doing a lot more than just posting pictures on Facebook, you know, once a couple times a year, uh, when we go out there and the idea was I wanted to interview people who've been out there or who are affiliated with the Bluff Creek project in some way or another. And so that's kind of the idea behind that. And we got some pretty cool guests on the show because of it. And I'm very happy where it's at. And 
I'm the one who runs the Instagram and does all the scheduling, but by no means is it me. It's definitely a group effort with the guys and they all have a part in it just like me. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be the one that has more time than they do. So, yeah. But no, it's definitely a group effort and it's not it's not just me, it's everybody in the group. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just know that like in your bio, it mentioned that you kind of launched that off or had kind of the core idea for it. So um, Kip says you're very skilled at social media. So your takeover is is coming. (laughs) So can you tell me about some of the experiences that you've had while researching? Um, The first time I had an experience was in Bluff Creek. That was my that was actually my first time being there. Um, and it wasn't actually during any research. I just wanted to visit the film site. And so me and my dad and a couple other friends, we went up to Bluff Creek and we were trying to find how to get to the film site. Cause we got light or not the film site, but last camp, we got directions mm-hmm. from, I think Steven or the Bluff Creek website. And so we, we were, we ended up getting out there and it was like 12 o'clock at night. We were setting up our camp and I was thought I was hearing stuff. And then um, I want to say maybe around one or two in the morning, something did come walk by our tent. Um, Cause I saw a shadow and it was like really skinny in profile and it was walking from where the Creek was and it stopped and it turned cause the shadow got really wide and stood there for a few seconds and then walk, turned back and went the same way it came from. So that really freaked me out. And then I have to, yeah, Audio, it's not great, but there's definitely something on there if you're mm-hmm. looking for it. Um, but by no means is that conclusive any, in any way. Um, it was bizarre, to say the least. So that was at least one of the experiences that I had. And then another one that I had was, it was in Southern California, just outside of Santa Clarita. I was with a buddy of mine. We got a thermal video of one. Um I sent it to Connor Anderson and he's doing some editing on the video. So we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. with that. And then I'm actually going to be doing an investigation for a project that I'm doing on that thermal video in June. So those are the two experiences that I had. So the thermal video one, I'm pretty (laughs) sure was a Sasquatch that I got on the thermal, but I can only... I can only tell my story and if people believe it, they don't. And if they do, it's yeah. awesome. Um, like Kip said on the show last week, um, until you've been there on the dirt, um, it's really easy to say that something's not real in armchair research. But until you've stood there on the dirt and done the investigation, it didn't happen to you. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, he stated that really well. Um, actually, we have a question from Kip. Tate. If you had unlimited funds, would you consider spending an entire year at Bluff Creek slash Laos Camp? Um, yes, I would. By, Me too. <laughs> I would. I would pull a camper in there somehow and just stay there as long as I can, even Me during too. the winter. And I'll have a snowmobile for the winter time because it does snow in there. Unlimited funds. So yeah, you know why not. Jet yeah, ski. I, mean, I don't the creek is a little too shallow for a jet ski though there you have unlimited funds why wouldn't you have one just in case you don't know if it floods you don't know 
<laughs> well, I guess it did flood in 64, so that's why the sandbar is open in the film. You're welcome. I'm just trying to keep you safe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Crap, hold on. Okay, what oh, is I... the... <laughs> Go ahead. No, you, you, you first. No, 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 no. Um, so I think I was going to ask, what is the best evidence that you've seen to date? And it doesn't just have to be yours. Just what is the best evidence you've seen to date? I think the Stacy Brown thermal footage is really good. Um, and that, like, that's some of the best thermal footage. Um, also with thermal footage, Barcatino's thermal footage in the Sierras is really mm -hmm. cool. And I find that interesting. And I'm a, I'm a friend of Bart's and, I definitely believe him and I know um, he wouldn't fake something like that. And I think those two thermal footage videos are some of the best in my opinion. And then obviously for me, it's the Patterson Gimlin film. That's a huge one on my, yeah. on my, on my list. Yeah. I agree. So those, are, those are the three I would consider my best and favorite evidence. So are you a believer? Tate? Yes, okay. I am. Okay. I am very much so a believer. Okay. And, and, and a knower. And a knower. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, so whenever you started out doing this, so you started out doing this, you know, you went out to Bluff Creek and you were looking around, all of that. You kind of got interested because of the Patterson-Gimlin film. And now you're a Bigfoot researcher and you're part of the Bluff Creek project. You go out there and research. Um, you have your podcast. How has your, your thought process about Bigfoot changed from then to now? Um, I mean, it's, it's changed in the fact that I try to be a little more uh, skeptical in my thinking. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I learn a lot. Actually... To be honest, the Bluff Creek Project, those guys, they've taught me a lot and that I've, they taught me a lot that I try to apply in my research. And then from friends like Cliff and Bobo, I learned a lot from them. So um, definitely it's changed a lot from the beginning, I would say. I don't know. I, I Well, I guess in the beginning, I didn't really have much um, exposure to research. So mm -hmm. with those guys that's kind of where I really started going out and researching. So I guess from there, it was kind of just more skeptical thinking and trying to be a little more critical and, you know, right. Occam's razor and just mm -hmm. not everything is Bigfoot because most of the time it isn't. Most of the time exactly. it's your mind playing tricks with you. Exactly. Or you're just so excited in the moment that you're like, yes, this is it. And then you look at it later or listen to the audio later and you're like, yeah, that's, that's not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really got to be careful of that because it can, yes um, you don't want to be that one guy that's like everything is bigfoot you have to step back and look at the big picture absolutely absolutely and then you know just be open to constructive criticism and feedback um just so that you don't end up being that guy or girl that is everything is bigfoot yeah i agree 100 percent. kip is kip <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put that one up there because that's that's classic 100% Kip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you could research with anyone past or present, who would it be? Oh, God. Can I pick a few people? 
No, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, Renee Hendon would be one of them. Yes. Bob Titmus and John Green. Okay. Very good. Good roundup there. Yep. Those would be yeah, like that would be a great group of people to go out in the field with. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, hold on. We had a, another question from the chat. Give me a second. Okay, these glasses hurt my face now. Yeah, I was about to ask you to take them off just because, you know, you don't want to be that guy. Thank you, Jeremiah, for making Tate be that guy for half of my show. <laughs> Wait, I should just put him back on just because. <laughs> okay. Um, Lori would like to know, has Tate ever spent any time in other states searching for Bigfoot? Oh, for the Bigfoot experience. Um, some in Southern California, but mostly it was California. Um, a little bit in Iowa when I was there, uh, this past year. So a little bit of there. And then I have some plans to research in Florida, <laughs> Jeremiah. Yeah, I have some plans to research in Florida. And okay, I'm good. Looking forward to that. That'll be fun. But right now, I was gonna, like, I was gonna go ask ahead. about that, like whether you're there. So why not? Have you not looked for the skunk ape, or you know? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's money, and I want to get to some good areas. But in Florida, I have to drive forever because I'm by Miami. Mm -hmm. So I want to get to like some good areas. So like it's like a three hour drive at least. So. I'm you literally drive across the country for well, fun. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm, I want to save my money to drive out to California. And a <sighs> six-hour drive total is going to be a lot of money. All right. Can we start, Tate, a GoFundMe to research the Swamp Ape? And also the Lizard Man. You are in close proximity to the Lizard Man. <clears throat> I've been trying GoFundMe. They don't, they don't work. <laughs> that's because you didn't have somebody else do it for you. That's the key. Let me tell you. Um... <laughs> one of my moderators was wondering if you were blind <laughs> you were blind because of <laughs> so um technically no but i pretend no. i am i'm blind um let's see okay yeah kip wants to know are you considering moving out to the west coast yes Back i am are you really yeah, I'm considering moving to Portland, Oregon, because I have some okay. good friends that I grew up with that are from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so they moved out to Oregon a while ago. So I'm thinking about moving to Portland and doing some work with them. And then also maybe helping Cliff out at the museum, seeing if he just, you know, when they get a little more budget and more employees, a need for that. Yeah. So we'll see. Absolutely. That'd be a great opportunity. Great opportunity. Um, so Kite Squatch, <clears throat> Rocket Kite Man, he changed his name. He used to be Kite Squatch. Um, he said, if you're near Miami, where in Florida are you planning to go research? <clears throat> um, I don't know Florida well. Um, there's a couple places. Um, there's a place Alexander Petikoff went to that I want to go to. Um, and then uh, Stacy Brown, I think, was is gonna. I'm gonna hook up with him, and he might show me a few areas up in the Panhandle. So I'm looking forward to that. So, but as far as the areas, I'm sorry, I don't know the names because I, I yeah. literally just I just <clears throat> moved here like last year. Um, yeah, at the end of last year. So I'm very still new to the area. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
then I won't throw the rest of the names at you. Um, because Alan wanted to know, have you been to the Ohari National Forest? Did I pronounce uh, that right? That was almost as hard as your last name. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I have not been there. But you said that was so much sarcasm. <clears throat> I pronounced your name right at the beginning of the show, and I feel like we just need to stop and be supportive of that. Okay, <laughs> I practiced for a week. <laughs> it's funny, that's everybody you know, people who aren't in Bigfoot don't know how to say my last name, but people who are, they can say it without a problem. I can't, you're, you're the only one. I'm the only one. I add 26 syllables to your name. And then I don't know if Jeremiah told you, but when I did your show promo, I told him not to tell you, but I did your show promo and um, I misspelled it and had to go back. redo it. <laughs> oh man. It was bad. That's, I've had that happen a few times. I, I spelled it like mouse, her on a mouse. <laughs> her, her on a mouse. I've, I've been called a hair on a mouse. I mean, for fun, hair on a mouse. Actually, there was one time I actually sent a video there was like some fires in California. I sent it into like the news station. Oh yeah, yeah. And they and they ended up pronouncing it um, higher anonymous, which was so funny. <laughs> oh, I pronounced <laughs> like, higher anonymous. I'm like, that's a first. Moose. I always I always heard that one. Um, okay, I I was actually going to. Okay, so this is a two part question. The first part is going to be from me, second part from Kip. So, um, back to the show, we could talk about your last name for hours. Um, what is some gear that you cannot go without when you go researching besides a poo shovel? That's poo shovels on my bucket list. <laughs> you still don't have one, Kip? No, I don't have one. I need, oh I need to get God. one. They're cheap. Um, but gear I can't go out with? <laughs> I like having a FLIR thermoscope. Those are always amazing. Um, bear spray is another on my bucket list. Or not. It's not on my bucket list. It's in my bucket, which is my bag. Gotcha. So I have that. But yeah, uh, a FLIR is one thing I never like to go without. Yeah. And bear spray. Because that comes okay. in handy anytime, really. I I've never really researched anywhere there were bears. I mean, I, gu I guess there are bears where I research, but I've never seen one. So I don't even own a Luckily, I haven't seen one hiking in the Blood Creek area. Mm -hmm. But I really don't want to go out, you know, out there without bear spray. Oh, no. Definitely where you go, you need it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Kip, what kind of equipment do you use? And what equipment is on your list to purchase with your unlimited funds? So the unlimited funds, I'm going to, mm -hmm. well, right now I have a Blair Scout TK, which is really nice. And then I have a DJI Mavic Mini and then a DJI Pro Air 2 drones. And then, um, so that's as far as camera equipment, I go out with that and then my phone. Okay. Everybody everybody has one. That can yeah. be utilized in research. I don't care who you are. So but those uh the the FLIR and the two drones are pretty pretty nice things to have in my opinion. I was actually yeah. talking to somebody on my pod podcast last week. Um drones are nice because you can like 
fly up and see little areas that weren't there. You're like, oh, that, that was there. I can go there and look around that. Yeah, no, that's definitely handy. Is your drone just um, video or is it thermal as well? Um, it's video. I think you can buy things to put on it to make it a thermal. Get thermal, yeah. Yeah. With your... Um, Unlimited your, funds. Your unlimited funds that you don't actually have, because apparently that's a question in the chat. Um, well, well, if I had unlimited funds, funds. <laughs> if I had unlimited funds, I'd buy a helicopter with a really good thermal camera on it. I mean, what? I have a personal pilot. Oh, okay. Would that be Kip? Yes, actually, Kip is on my payroll for that. Okay. Yes. Um, have you caught any images on a drone yet? That's from Alan Lasseter. Very good question. Not yet. Um, I just bought my drone this year, so I really haven't gotten much time to use in the field with it. Gotcha. So I'm hoping uh, I'll be able to use it a lot more on this coming trip. So fingers crossed. Yeah, no, definitely. You might have the, uh, I mean, in Bluff Creek, it's still going to be, even if you don't get anything, obviously, that's still going to be awesome footage. So, tell us about your upcoming projects. Ooh, um, my upcoming project. I'm working on a new, like, short documentary film, which is going to be narrated by my good friend Jonathan Easley of Western Bigfoot, Western Bigfoot Exploration. Yes. Um, so, he's going to narrate it. I'm going to be uh investigating my thermal video and putting that in the film and then i cliff cliff barrickman's gonna be in it um connor anderson hopefully bobo and then the guys from bluff creek but yeah and then there's uh so that's my new project and it's called um i'm forgetting everything now uncovering the truth of sasquatch which is yeah. kind of a dumb title because how are you really going to uncover the truth of something people have been trying to uncover for years? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's succinct. It gets to the point. It's like, this is what we're trying to do, you know? Basically, I think the idea that I just want to get people's opinion on what they think Bigfoot is. And um, that's kind of what I really want to do. And then I actually have, I struggle with sleep paralysis sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I really want to touch on if there's a correlation between sleep paralysis and the Sasquatch phenomenon. So, oh, infrasound? Well, no, just... no, just the sleep paralysis part. So we'll see. I don't want to talk to you about sleep paralysis. I'm just going to... But... It's going to make me all mad. I have to. It's. Don't you need I to go have... take a shower, Tate? Don't you need to go what? take a shower? <clears throat> no, I do that. This, that's the... Yeah. That's strange. Kip has the best title for you. <laughs> That's more of a good band name for a big group. <laughs> Actually, it really would be. Maybe you could do that while you're out there, too, in Portland. <clears throat> with, with Cliff and Connor? Yes. I think that would be great. That would be great. So, <laughs> be awesome. I think that sounds like a pretty good little project for you to work on, and uh, I'm excited to see what's going to come of that. How, how long do you think that's going to take to film? Well, the uh, majority of the film is going to take place in June and July. Mm-hmm. So, and then I have, I need, I have plans to go out to the, you know, further on the East Coast to Portland, Maine and visit, you know, Lauren Coleman's museum. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, Alex is in, uh, where is he at? 
New England area. Yeah. So I got to go up there. So um, my time frame was somewhere around the end of this year, beginning of next year, give or take. Gotcha. Something like that. Okay. So we'll see. Well, we'll have you back on whenever, you know, you get uh, you get back. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, I will review the project and then have you back on. <laughs> Um, so, uh, HB Thorne has a great question. What has been the strangest experience that you've had doing this work? Honestly, that thermal siding was pretty strange. Um, cause I went up there not expecting anything to happen. And, um, it was, it was really cool cause I spent the whole day with, uh, Matt Moneymaker and some other people who had sightings kind of in the round that area that I had my thermal video. Mm -hmm. And so, it was when I had that thermal siding. It was me and a, like I said before, it was just me and a buddy. And then we ended up going out, doing some calls. And then I did a, and I got a response back. I was like, this is weird because I heard something. And we went around looking for it. And that's when I started uh, filming with the uh, thermal. But the strange part of that, whatever it was, saw us before we saw it. Because mm -hmm. it was watching us and we were looking around for it. And then we spotted it. That's when I started filming. So at least saw us a good minute before we could ever see what was happening and started filming on it. So yeah. that was pretty strange. Um, and it was definitely an experience that I tried and chase because it's like you were really scared at the same time, but yeah. really excited. Yeah. And it was a crazy adrenaline rush. I was like, man, I want that so bad. That's but, what I always say is like the best researchers are the adrenaline junkies. Like they're always the ones that regret um, leaving an area instead of standing their ground. You know, that's the funny, because I left the area that night with my friend, and mm -hmm. I, I regret not staying there. Mm -hmm. You know, because I wasn't expecting anything to happen, and something happened. And when something like that happens to you, I and I think, like, you're not ready for it, it does freak you out. I mean, it yeah. does happen to probably some seasoned researchers. I, yeah. I can imagine they don't, they're not ready for it. You mm -hmm. know? So if I could go back, I would like, I would have camped at the spot we had our camp set up and everything and just, you know, wrote it out and see what happens. But yeah, should have, could have, would have. That's exactly it. And it's like, well, if you had stayed, you know, what really would have happened? Um, Kevin has a good question. What do you think of big the Bigfoot species migrating with a small family unit or independent? I think the uh, I think they do migrate as a family unit. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of deer say that you know, like when you know herds of deer migrate, they're kind of in a, a herd, not alone. You know, stronger in numbers and mm -hmm. is the way to go. So I do think they you know migrate in like um, numbers and. Stuff like that, and not individually. So that's gotcha. just my—that's my personal opinion on it. That they have clans or family units. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tate, have you ever been to Falk? No, that's on my bucket list. I really want to go. I mean, if you're driving from Florida, you could go right through there. I'm just throwing that out there. I'll probably do that on my way back because I have a friend who's. I can't remember. He's up by Illinois somewhere, but I might try and invite him out 
yeah. to come with me to Falk, Arkansas. Because he's been there a couple times, so he knows some people there, so we'll see. Yeah, well, I could meet I really... you, and you could meet the Falk monster, Keith Crabtree, and we could take you to a few spots. And, yes. you know, he's related to pretty much everybody there that was in the movie. So you could, you know, go to their houses and all of that. It's really fun. So. Okay. That's, that's going to be on my bucket list for this trip. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, let me know when you're heading that way, heading back. Hopefully we'll be back by then. Um, for sure. Yeah. That would be awesome. What Skip are your thoughts? Like... Kip just won't stop. Um, what are your thoughts on area X in Oklahoma, the NAWAC area? Area X. Um, I don't believe in the pro kill like they do over there. So they usually go out with like guns blazing sometimes. Um, but as far as their research, I think it's legit. And then Bob and Kathy strain have yeah. worked a lot in that area. And I know them yes. personally. And so, um, they have some really cool things that they've gotten out there. I can't remember what the podcast was, but it was the guys from Area X. They like they put like a little tracker or something on like a a bird, like a what are those burrs called? Like those natural burrs that like stick to your hair or whatever. Like they a cocker burr. Like, I mean, I that's know. what I call it, but I know it has an actual name, but I don't know what the actual name. I can't, I can't remember, but they. They uh, something caught a burr and it had like the GPS and they were tracking it for a few months. Oh yes, 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 yes. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's in the way they were talking about it and how they did everything. Yeah, like, that's really interesting and intriguing. So yeah, I think the research there is it's super cool and they're yeah. like really private about who they let into the area with it, which yeah. I think is yeah um, also interesting. Yep, and important. They, are, they is, had they filmed that documentary there. Um, but I mean, they kind of swore everyone to secrecy there, so they can't really say anything about it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Kathy Strain will find you and she will make you pay. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I've had uh, Bob and Kathy on my show, they are very great people. Um, so, um, I mean, I've never been to Area X, it's also on my bucket list, and I live here, so <laughs> I can't, I can't be mad at you. <laughs> about that um all right hold on let me make sure i'm not missing any uh questions from the chat besides kip his i skipped some of those (laughs) kip is like he's ruling the chat right now (laughs) oh my gosh every every other one is kip no kidding he is very supportive of you. That's very nice of him. Uh, Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society Podcast would like to know. Hold on. Boom. Look at that. What are your top Bigfoot books that you recommend for the newer Bigfoot researchers? Oh, God. You know, that's, I'm the worst person to ask that question to. No, cause... I'm the worst person to ask that question. <laughs> it's funny. I have books, but I don't read. It's funny when someone texts me, I have somebody else read the text for me. Um, no. Just put the sunglasses um, back on tape. <laughs> uh, I would say God, I'm, I'm blanking on the book. I have it up here somewhere. I'm trying to remember. It's um, well, if you like, if you really want to get into the academic of Bigfoot, um, Sasquatch Science Meets Legend by Jeff Meldrum is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Meet the Sasquatch, I think that's the book. It's a, I have that one. It's Christopher Murphy. Um, oh, I can't remember who else. Christopher, who's a researcher from Canada? Um, there, what, Alex, Alex had him on his podcast a few weeks ago. He smokes like a pipe. He's really cool looking. <laughs> so, um, so Jeremiah would be the person to ask that because he's like on it. Jeremiah, if you could just tune in real quick, that'd be great. I'm trying to think, Chris, it's Christopher Murphy. I don't want to get up and get the book. I'm too lazy. That's to do okay. That. <laughs> but, um, um, meet the Sasquatch is the name of the book. That's okay. Yeah, Thomas okay. Steinberg. That's it. Okay. Yes. 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 That, now but that, that book I really recommend. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, we had a clubhouse on different cryptid books, and I felt so awful because I don't really have time to read um, a lot of books. And definitely, I don't get to read every author's book before I have them on the show. You know, I would literally just be reading all the time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, we had that clubhouse, and I remember I was like, I've only read like one Bigfoot book in my entire life. <laughs> like, I've watched documentaries and I do my research on my guests, but I don't have time to read every single book that's out there. So that yeah. has been something that I'm working on is reading the different books now. So I feel the same way. Like I, I usually try to have books for my collection, but mm -hmm. I have a hard time wanting to read them. Like I think yeah. I'm going to try and reach it. Where's it at? Oh, I just bought this book not too long ago. Nice. But I haven't read a single paragraph in it. You need to buy the Audible versions. Um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Miss Steenbert. Whoops. Um, <laughs> Kip, I like that question. Like, y'all are killing me right now. What's the best <laughs> podcast other than Nightcallers and Bluff Creek? project podcast oh okay i'm gonna go to my i have my podcast saved in here on my phone you should know it okay fine i won't look um bigfoot and beyond with cliff and bobo is a great one obviously um bigfoot yeah. society bigfoot society podcast there you go sasquatch was it out of in the shadows out of the shadows sorry alex but that one's really good i like that one so those are my top three favorite. Oh, okay. and Astonishing Legends, because they do like a whole thing on the Patterson Gimlin film, which I find very interesting and awesome. So yeah. those are my top four. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> you, want, you want to try to recount that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's great. Um, oh, that's a good question. So it went away what somebody wanted to know Lori wants to know tate do you worry about running into marijuana farms um yes yes and no um i worry about running the marijuana farms because i don't want to get killed but I don't worry about running the marijuana farms because I don't venture off where I haven't been. Oh, okay. So places I've okay. been, I will go to frequently. Like, 
there's certain places in the Bluff Creek area that I go to because I've been there and I know the area. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to venture off trail of places I don't know without somebody that knows the area better than I do. And that's just safe for not getting lost, period. Yeah. And you don't run into marijuana farms. Yeah. So I would that's say definitely true. be safe. Be safe out there and be with somebody who knows the area and don't yeah. go venture off alone. I wonder how many missing 411 cases are actually like marijuana farm victims up there. Did What was it? Um, Murder Murder Mountain? Yeah. Wasn't Murder that Mountain. show about that? Mm-hmm. That, but that was like further, that was further place. south, I believe. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We also have like here um, in eastern Oklahoma we and Arkansas, we don't have murder or murder farms. Um, we don't have <laughs> marijuana farms. <laughs> I'm so proud we don't have murder farms. Um, We don't have marijuana farms, but we do have cartel operations that are like hidden. They own, they'll just buy pieces of property and have like landing strips to fly drugs in and stuff. And so like when you're researching here, you have to be really careful whenever you're out researching on whatever property that you're not going to run into. Cause I've had, um, friends that are researchers that have been ran out of areas by guys on four wheelers. Like, yeah, it was, it's crazy. Well, it's mean, just like, something only, you don't think about. I don't think we had murder farms since world war one. I, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. I had to say it. <laughs> um, that's a good question uh, from Kip. Tate, and you can choose not to answer. That's fine. We can go back to murder farms. Um, tell us about your Bigfoot beliefs and does it conflict with your religious belief? Um, I won't get into it, but the short answer is no, it doesn't. Okay. Um, okay, good. There's, okay. A, there's certain, maybe a certain aspect to it might, um, but for the most part, no. Okay. Like a lot of, a lot of my friends, a lot of my close friends in that, that I have in the same religion mostly have been supportive of me and Mm -hmm. haven't really told me I shouldn't do it or anything like that. Um, So if that tells you something that, that's so yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay. So they're very supportive of it. So I think, I mean, the only thing that would conflict obviously is that if we found out that this was a relic hominid, like it was, you know, something like that versus some type of, um, primate species would that well, like, conflict well like i don't want to i don't want to get religious but like because of my beliefs um anything like i don't deal with ghosts you know paranormal like i mean paranormal is it's a broad subject in the right. whole cryptid thing but as far as ghosts i don't get involved with that i don't get involved with like witchcraft or mm-hmm. i don't get into the paranormal side of bigfoot okay um, and just from my personal experiences, I believe Bigfoot is a biological animal, just okay. like any other animal. Kind of, you know, just that's that's from my personal experiences because I haven't had any like weird, I haven't had any of that weird stuff like mind speak or orbs, right? And so, and so I usually with the critical thinking that I learned from the Bluff Creek Project guys, <laughs> in my religious background, I. I use that and I put that into my research. Okay. That's awesome. And it kind of helps. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And that's a really good answer to that question. Um, Because I've had that question pop up more and more and more. 
Um, I've actually had somebody um, have a discussion with me. We had a discussion about how um, it might be a possibility that the government is not letting Bigfoot become known because it would mess with, you know, all of the religious organizations and all of that. It would kind of, you know, um, what's the word? Um, contradict all of that. And so they keep it on under wraps because of that. That's just a theory that I heard recently that I've never heard until recently. And I've never heard that before. Yeah, I that's mean, a new one. <laughs> there's so many crazy theories about everything nowadays. I mean, everything has a theory. I mean, yeah. Like, Where'd you get those shoes? I heard they were made there. I theorized that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so, okay. You are a part of BFRO, right? Yes. Okay. And you have access to that gigantuous database. And that's a scientific word right there. Um, Joel Collins wanted to know, and it's okay if you don't know this answer. Are the sightings or reports more male or female? I actually, that is a good question. I don't know that because I haven't gone through 50 states to look at Why not? who are reporting these things. Because I, this is a probably a bad estimation, but in the state of California, there's probably a few hundred reports. And that's just one state. <laughs> and I don't have time to go through all those one by one and look through all 50 states. Your dedication is abysmal. <laughs> I'm but just no, kidding. I, <laughs> it really is. No, it's not. Um, okay, so um, so you've have you like you know scrolled through that database and seen anything pop out at you that that kind of you were like, wow. Okay, you see any patterns or anything like that that just kind of jumped out at you? On it, um, I have not yet, but I'm gonna start doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. I got a new podcast I'm going to be doing. I can talk about Are that you? right now if you want. Yeah, yeah. I can talk about that. So I had this idea, and I, I I talked to Matt Moneymaker, and it didn't work out with the idea. But he did give me permission to use the BFRO database for a okay. podcast I wanted to do. So I ha- I'm doing this new podcast where I will – so bear, bear with me here. I always mess – telling this up so there's going to be 49 seasons on this podcast i'm excluding hawaii (laughs) 49 seasons um and each state will be a season so like let's say california season one Mm -hmm. you know washington is season two for each season there will be eight episodes and each episode will be reports from the br4o database okay and it's going to be of those people telling their encounters. So yeah. what's cool about that is those some of those encounters aren't public anywhere else except for this podcast. Oh, that's awesome. And since I had permission from Matt to do that, that's yeah. going to be my new that's going to be my new podcast. And the name for it is called uh Bigfoot Untold Stories. Okay. That's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm still working on all the emails and all that. Right. So it's there's a lot of work to be done and with this one, but picture finding Bigfoot town hall meeting, but for podcasts. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I love. I, I love you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan, for being here tonight, and Jeremiah and Greg. Um, and we have and Kevin. Yeah, and Kevin, like we have a pretty good showing from the clubhouse tonight here to support you. That's pretty cool. Um, do you think that Bigfoot are territorial? That comes from Alan Lassiter. Um, I do. I mean, <clears throat> if other animals are territorial too, like, you know, bears, I, I guess it depends. Um, I feel like Bigfoots are more territorial than other animals, though, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So as far as big, as far as Bigfoot's concerned, yes, I do think so, but. Okay. I'm very sorry that Kip ruined your answer with that comment that I just read and wish I hadn't. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you please put that up there? I really... <laughs> Tate, you are blessed to have... Um, been on my most unprofessional show I've done yet. <laughs> I can't remember who I was talking to, but I said I, Bluff Creek, I knew it was gonna Bluff, happen. Bluff Creek Project isn't the most professional podcast out there. But we are a podcast. And the fact that Kit Morrill is my co-host. Oh God. For the beginning of the podcast, I'm amazed we last this long. <sighs> Kid, oh my God. <laughs> Jonathan's <laughs> like Kip is always correct. I just have nothing. I don't. I I feel like I've been like trying really hard to be professional throughout this entire show and ask great questions, but with Kip, it's like <laughs> there it's a battle. There's a battle happening, and I'm almost. He says he'll stop. Do you believe him? No, I don't. No, no. Hey, but um, when you when you interview me on a live interview, I come with my entourage. That's true. You do that's, have, that's, have supporters. Kip, Jonathan, and Kevin Morrison, and yeah. Jeremiah Byron. Yes, our people. Um, so uh, HB had a great uh, question about the BFRO database. What state has surprised you with the most information available? And you said you hadn't gone through it yet, but um, to click that. Well, I I kind of adopted Iowa as my birth home because I just don't like Missouri. I had bad memories there, so I looked. I liked looked around. I can't talk. I like looking around on the BFR database in Iowa, and Iowa yeah. was surprising to me. Like really, reports there was because you think. Well, a lot of the states in the Midwest, like Kansas or Iowa, um, right. Nebraska, there's not a lot of forested areas. Yeah. But there is surprisingly a lot more uh, reports mm -hmm. um, from those states. And I think the reason is because is those reports aren't public. And so the reports aren't public, it's on the BFR database, and there's a yeah. lot of them, mm -hmm. which is surprising to me. So, yeah, Iowa was pretty surprising. I I'm like, literally picturing Bigfoot running through a cornfield right now. And I'm so sorry, well, Jeremiah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no well, the, crazy, the crazy thing was um, growing up, I mean, kind of going to the first question at the beginning, how I got interested. Yeah. Um, I had friends who had sightings in Iowa, like a friend of mine, his grandpa saw one. 
Um, and he actually reported to the BFRO, which is pretty really? awesome. Yeah. And so it, it walked across his field, up the driveway, and across the road. And that was not too far from where I was living. And um, I did a little research out there, and I had some, you know, possible knocks, response mm-hmm. backs to me. And then Finding Bigfoot did an episode there in the uh, was it north northeast part of the state of Iowa, kind of by Illinois mm-hmm. and Minnesota. So they were up there. So Iowa, I think, is it's uh it's an underdog in the state of Bigfoot research, in my opinion. I got gotcha. you. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's exactly what it is. Shush. <clears throat> no, it is. It is not, Jonathan. Jeremiah said it. It is true. Clearly, look at it right there. Freaking, where's my finger? That it's not. It's not cornfoot. It's cornfoot. Um, no, if it was, if it was Jeremiah, it'd be the Van. What is it? The Van, Van Meter, Meter visitor. visitor. Yeah. Yeah. But no. It's not that. No. no, is there a corn man cryptid though? I don't know. Um, Probably. I mean, <laughs> corn is creepy. Um, <clears throat> so I know that where I'm from in Southwest Oklahoma, we, if you go out there, it's like prairie grassland. And surprisingly, we have a lot of uh, witness reports from that area, which always shocks people. They're like, where? Where is Bigfoot going to hide here? But we have caves and ravines and mountains and all that, too. It just looks really flat in some parts. Um, So don't let the geography and the topography kind of sway you because Bigfoot are very elusive. And and there are reports in the most unlikely of places. That's true. So what are your thoughts on Dogman? That's from Alan Lasseter. I don't believe Dogman is real. Like, you know, like a lot of these things like Chupacabra and stuff. Um, Dogman and Mothman and Jersey Devil. They're really cool cryptids. I I think it's cool to like get into and learn about. But as far as them being real, I don't believe so. Okay. Just because I don't think there's a lot of physical evidence. Like, as, you know, with Bigfoot, there's so many footprint cast and audio uh, recordings and pictures and videos that it supports the existence of Bigfoot to be real. But as far as like those other cryptids, I don't, there's not enough evidence that I know of yeah. to support the existence of it. Like where's, where's the footprints of a dogman or audio of dogman yeah. or picture or, you know, that's just how I feel about it personally. Yeah. But that's the beauty of an opinion. Yeah. Everybody has one. And they all stink. Um, just kidding. Your opinion was great. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, Tate. Uh, <laughs> I am a nice person, just not to Tate. And I have my reasons why. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith. Oh, Keith. Very well said, Keith. There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. Kip, Kip stopped, and he's made a very, <laughs> very intelligent. You know, I don't know what's worse, Kip making facts or him just ruining everything with funny comments. <laughs> uh it's equal. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so let me make sure. Does anybody have any other questions for Tate? That's, no, Kip, that is not how that saying goes. Yeah, it's everybody has a... Belly button. No, I, I finished. I said it all in my head. I oh. Right. We can't hear that, Tate. Everybody has to use their imagination. Dear Lord, Kip. I should have brought Kip on here to help me interview you. Dang it. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Just put him on here right now. Oh my gosh, we have to do that next next time. Like, we have to have another show and just yes. do that. You and Kip are the hosts and I'm the interviewee. You guys are the interviewers on the interviewee. Yeah, that'd I really I think that's great. I think we that should do that because... Uh, the entire show is going to be about your bathroom habits in the woods and something about shorts. Wait, shorts? <laughs> he asked if you have an opposition or you find other people's outdoor shorts, apparel, pants, apparel offensive. No, I don't. I don't. No. I'd say if you're in the woods, go commando. <sighs> Kip has possessed Tate and is now on my show. Oh, that right. wasn't Kip. That was all me. <laughs> I think the thing is, Kip Kip comments these things, but I have the balls to say it out loud. Oh and my to do, God. And to, and to <laughs> make nature to make nature my own. So I'm <laughs> Gross, Tate. Gross. Uh, I am part of an outdoor, um, like a women's backpacking thing for Oklahoma, um, hiking backpacking page. And that was actually one of the questions that was asked was, what kind of undies does everybody wear? And literally, probably 85% of the comments were, well, if you go commando, you don't have to bring any underwear. And it's just like... Oh, I, I support you know? uh, adult diapers straight up. <laughs> Segwaying off of that, um, <laughs> uh, do you wear jorts? Is that a thing? No, you do? I think I think those are weird looking. So no, it's either pants or shorts. I don't go whatever the heck that is. I actually don't know what those are. What are those? I don't know. What are jorts? Can somebody you, please say that in the comments? No, do not tell me what jorts are. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to rate this one differently um because of reasons such as Kip, Merrill, and Tate, Hieronon Anonymous. Hieronymous. <laughs> Tate Hieronon Anonymous. Okay, <clears throat> last question. Tate, do you hold any opinions that the government is involved with these things and purposely, for whatever reason, hiding any evidence, such as Bigfoot bodies? Or do you think, spinoff question of mine, do you think that there is misdirection from the government? Very good question, Aiden. Um, I honestly don't think there's anything to do with the government as far as this is concerned. Um, that's just my opinion. And misdirection, no. I leave the whole government aspect of cover-ups as far as cryptids are concerned to the uh, UFO community because that seems to fit. Um, it's very judgy I mean, of you. 
That's just an opinion. Like Kip said, opinions are like onions or belly buttons. No, onions. <laughs> I don't say onions. Oh, I, the reason I said onions because when he said onions, I saw onions. And not a... <laughs> <laughs> opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one. Onions, right? <laughs> Everybody, opinions are like onions. Everybody has an onion. That's not how that goes. It is now. It's not. Um, yeah, Tate. So after this show, let me tell you what Tate's going to do. He's going to go to his kitchen. Uh-huh. Open up another red stripe. Not sponsored. Um, and then is going to go make him some chicken taquitos. No. Yes. Is it because you already ate chicken taquitos before the show? No, here's why. Because I'm actually out of Red Stripe because I drink all of them before this. <laughs> and I really want some spaghetti, so I'm going to make spaghetti after this. What time is it where you are? It's 1040. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so to sum up this show, <laughs> that is Tate Haranan Anonymous in a nutshell right there. Right, right there. Yes, literally, we have gotten off of Clubhouse at like midnight, and Tate's like, "Yeah, I'm making chicken taquitos while I'm in the shower," and like, yeah, that's Tate. I had I actually had the, the air fryer in the shower with me, and I was air frying chicken taquitos. If Tate gets unlimited funds to go Bigfoot, can I be his like executor of those funds? Like, can I? <laughs> because <laughs> you like have a, you have like a, you like say you can't buy that because that's not good. Well, more like yes, you can buy that, but when you die, I get the rest of the money because I have a feeling that'll be shortly after putting kitchen appliances in the shower with you. Just saying. No, well, here I put I put like. A trash bags run so they don't I don't get shocked. Date. Y'all, he's dead serious right now. <laughs> God. What's funny is you guys think I'm serious, but I'm not. Yes, we think you're serious. You're you. Yeah, but that's the thing. I've been tricking you guys this whole time. I'm not serious about no, I am actually. Yeah, you are. All right. I have one more question. I'm going to end this on a serious note. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, God. Okay. Um, do you think, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot being related to aliens in some way? Um. Again, I don't think there's any connection with that. Do you believe in UFOs? No, I don't. And that has to go back with the whole religious thing. Um, God made life on one planet, and that's Earth. And for there to be life on other planets, in my personal opinion, I don't think there is. Okay. So as far as aliens go, I don't think there's any connection with aliens. I think these, I think Sasquatches are just a biological being just like any other animal and nothing extraterrestrial or paranormal about them. Okay. 
That's a good question. A good answer to the question. Sorry. That's, um, a, good, that's a good question to the answer that you were just. <laughs> that's asked. a good question, Lauren. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Um, <laughs> all right. So Christy says that maybe taquitos can be the new Bigfoot snack to leave in the woods. I oh, agree. I, I promise you that is the new Bigfoot snack. Have you tried? I have. Not, I will try this this coming trip. Okay. I'm also gonna. I'm also gonna try uh, tacos and see if that works. Who doesn't love tacos? I know. I mean, and you know, Mexico is like California's neighbor to the south, so I think there could be a correlation there between tacos and Bigfoots. I can't argue with you because I love tacos. So and taquitos. Tate and I They're had like both- a 30 minute conversation on what kind of sauce we like with our taquitos. So. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna plug in a really cool restaurant in Des Moines, Iowa. Jeremiah actually know the knows. Nobody's from Iowa but you, Tate. No, but Jeremiah is. He's from. Well, Iowa. yeah, but you and you and Jeremiah, and that's it. So okay, well, anybody li- listening, they can get this salsa online on Amazon. It's called okay. Tasty Taco. Actually, mm-hmm. I think no, no, no. But I did bring it on this last year's trip. It's called Tasty Taco. They have really good salsa, and I order it on Amazon like all the time. And that salsa tastes amazing on taquitos. Tasty Taco in Des Moines, Iowa. You're welcome. Okay. Well, you guys can send me a jar as a present. That'd be great. I'll bring it right um, to Falk. <laughs> yes. Bring a jar with you. Make sure to put that in your suitcase. And I'll meet you in Falk and get my salsa. And I'll go home, and you can just, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... Okay. Alan Lasseter. So Alan is actually in the area with the lizard man. Um, so he's, he was asking, have you thought about looking for a lizard man? I have not. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm so like, to be deadly honest, I'm kind of busy with like, cause of my whole religious aspect of my life takes a big part of my life up. And then my personal life with work and making a living takes up a lot of my life and then i really just concentrate all my energy and focus on researching bigfoot is is another part of my life so different aspects of my life i just kind of focus on different things and don't try to let other things bother me and bombard me and to be dead you know deadly honest no i'm sorry I, i don't really research other cryptids as much as i would want to or people like think i should if that makes right. any sense at all. No, I get it. I get it. Um, thank you for being honest. I mean, that's why you're here. So I appreciate that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Tate. I really appreciate your honesty. I really do. Um, your sense of humor, of course. And I want to thank you for all the effort that you put into um, your research and your podcast. Um, because, I mean, so we have, you know, researching Bigfoot and Sasquatch and everything, but you kind of narrowed your sights and you're the subject matter expert for this one thing that was the kind of the jumping off point for everything that the rest of us do. So thank you for your hard work um, and for your integrity when you're out there. And I can't wait to see what else you guys bring to us. What you bring to us. I want to say thank you, Lauren, for having me on. Thank you to Kip for helping me co-host the podcast and yeah, Jonathan and Jeremiah, you guys are all awesome. 
Yeah, they are awesome guys. You've got a good crew here supporting you. Um, so, I mean, keep doing what you're doing, Tate. And uh, I mean, I, I would love to have you back on sometime to discuss, you know, how you furthered your projects that you have coming up. Because it's, it's going to be pretty awesome when you're done with it. I think I think by the end of July, I'll have a lot more to work with as far as the, mm-hmm. the little film project that I'm doing. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. I'm really excited about just getting out there and being with some good friends and good people and yeah, just in, enjoying research. And that's really what it's about. And um, it's, I'm trying to think of this, the same. I'm very bad at it. It's, um, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. So I met a lot of cool people in my journey in this whole phenomenon and I love it and it's fun. Absolutely. And they're really, su- yeah. they're really supportive. So I think everybody. Yeah. The community meeting um, the amazing people in the community, it kind of gives you faith that um, the community is not all bad. Um, if, if you focus on the few bad apples, then you'll miss the amazing people out there. So, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you just, well, you can't let stuff get to you because if you if it gets to you, then it's just what's the point? I agree. I agree. Well, thank you again for coming on tonight, Tate, and we'll have you back on soon. Thank you. All right. Good night, Tate. Later. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for coming on tonight and supporting Tate as he um, shared everything with us about um, the project and the podcast, um, all of that, please drop a comment and don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out to the affiliates of Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. So go check out their sites, give them a listen and a like because they are all awesome. First, we have Bigfoot Society podcast. That was Jeremiah in the chat tonight. And he is doing really, really great things over there. He has quite a few different segments out that focus on the science, they focus on cryptozoology. Um, He interviews amazing guests, not just saying that because I was one of them. Um, He really has a great, great show over there, and it's so much fun to listen to. Um, Go check out Bipolar Teddy Bear Network. These group of guys, they do uh, paranormal um, interviews. And so they actually have had people from all over the world on their show and they do the paranormal interviews with them. And it's a great group of guys. They're a lot of fun. So go check them out. Subscribe to their channel. Give them a like. Um, Also, Bigfoot Crossroads with Matt Knapp. That will be launching soon. Um, Go ahead and go subscribe, like his Facebook, everything um, that we have for him so that you guys don't miss whenever he relaunches his show because it's going to be awesome. Uh, Check out Weird Realities, Weird Realities podcast. So these two lovely ladies have the sweetest Southern draws and they will bring some knowledge. And so go check them out. They talk about all the weird things, but with scientific basis. Um, I never listen to their show and don't learn something awesome that they bring across and they bring it across in a way that it doesn't just go over your head. You know, you really learn something every time you listen to their show. Uh, check out Beaver Hook Productions by Lover, Lover, sorry, Logan, Logan Craft. Um, so he does video editing and he recently did a video for the Falk Monster Campout for me. Well, it was for Logan versus everyone, but it features the greatest parts of the Falk Monster Campout. So guys go check it out. And 
of course um a spinoff of weird realities is weird ink and so that one is they interview authors of the weirdness so definitely go check that out and last but not least we have bigfoot club with bob dominguez and his awesome co-hosts he has great guests on and it's everything bigfoot so you guys go check it out if you're interested in becoming a night callers affiliate and having me promote you through my show um, on all my forums everything check out my website nightcallersproductions.com and see what it's all about stay safe be kind and I will see you all next time.